0: Welcome to Doing CX Right, a podcast where we discuss how to differentiate brands by doing customer experience right. I'm your host, Stacey Sherman, an author, award-winning keynote speaker, and mentor passionate to help you humanize business and improve experiences to achieve real results. Today, I'm thrilled to bring you Celia Flyshaker, who is the Chief Marketing Officer at Verrent, a nearly 1 billion publicly traded provider of customer engagement software. Celia knows a lot about building better relationships across channels, from marketing and sales to care and support. And on this episode, you'll learn how to make better business decisions from a unified approach, which includes bringing humans and data together versus working within traditional silos. Celia and I talk about how AI and chatbots can be helpful to drive efficiencies. We discuss best practices so that you do not lose the human touch and continue with personalization that customers expect. Finally, we talk about CX measurements in the digital first world and common trends that you'll want to know and apply wherever you work. I have one request. Please subscribe to Doing CX Right on your favorite podcast channel and tell others. It means a lot. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, Celia Flyshaker. Welcome to the Doing CX Right show.
1: Hi, Stacey. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Oh, I am glad to meet you. Before we get started into the show, I'd like to start off with who are you? What do you do professionally?
1: I am the Chief Marketing Officer at Verant. We're a customer engagement solutions company. So we help brands communicate, drive interaction and experiences with their customers.
0: Hmm. Why? Why is this your passion, your career path personally? Um.
1: So for me, my choice of career path started long ago. This will date me. My... um. My parents brought home when I was young an Apple IIe computer. And uh, the rule in our house was if you want to work on the computer, you have to code whatever you want to play. And so I started coding at a young age and it just took and really ignited a passion for me with technology. And I know I'm in the minority when I say like, I went to school knowing that I want to work for a technology for a software company. I want to do marketing. And, and it, I've, it's it been my passion for as long as I can remember. And I just, it, I love it. I love it.
0: Mm, I relate to that. Uh, I was in a psychology class and a marketing class back in high school, and we were studying subliminal advertising. Oh. And I was fascinated by the, the hidden meaning of, of messaging and mental mindsets. So there was no internet then, (laughs) but it's changed for sure. A little bit, a little bit. So, yeah, well, you just gave a a fun fact, but that was going to be my next question. What's Uh a fun fact that people might not know about you? So certainly that's one of them. Is there another? (laughs) Um, I'm a huge fan of puzzles. I don't know how fun that is
1: for some people. In, in and, you know, word puzzles, jigsaw puzzles, I spend a lot of free time with those. And just it helps my mind just get out of mm-hmm. my... It helps me get out of my head, I'll say. And, you know, gives you something to really focus on versus work and
0: kind of opens up the mind. So I just, I love puzzles. Well, I would also say that you're really into problem solving even after, even on your own time. Oh, there you go. That is a great way right, to relate that's it. Good. That's what a puzzle is.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So there you have your answer. If you ever ask this again, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you connected it up for me. I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> so let's talk about customer experience and, and marketing too, because that's what you do. And, and I'm a, a born a marketer, but fell into CX. First of all, what does customer experience mean to you? Just even th- those words, that phrase. Yeah,
1: uh, f- for me, it's, you know, how that customer feels about an interaction that they've had with a brand. And and I think it's very important to think about it's how the customer feels <laughs> and how they would rate that experience. And so it's that simple, right? I had an interaction with a brand. How did I feel it went? And, and it's, it's such an important piece today of mm. of business. Um, I think it went from not an afterthought, but for a lot of companies, I would say it was more of about departmental discussion or debate about customer experience. And it's gone from that to front and center in the boardroom. And uh, it's so important today to how brands mm. compete. The experience they drive is really critical.
0: I like that you said it's in the boardrooms because people often ask me, how do you really drive that culture, that customer-centric culture? And it starts at the top and it needs to be part of agendas. Yeah, yeah. And I think,
1: you know, and we think about it and I talk about that way too, this from a culture perspective and it feels softer, right? When you talk about it as a, as a cultural thing, but it's it's how your business competes. It drives the bottom line and the top line. It's 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 a very tangible thing from an ROI perspective today. Maybe it wasn't that a few years ago, but it is now.
0: Mm -hmm. How do you differentiate in your mind marketing and CX? Because I had a really good debate with someone and there's no right or wrong answer here, but I had a fun debate with uh, another expert, Colin Shaw, Mm -hmm. about is CX the new marketing is marketing the new CX. What's your view? Oh, yeah, I'm
1: glad you said there's not a right or wrong answer. It's tough for me to even differentiate between the two. Oh. I think they're really starting to overlap so much and and we 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 our customer experience team is part of marketing and really permeates both marketing but other areas of the organization and um I'm not ready to say they're one and the same, but I think the experience you deliver, how you orchestrate that experience plays a big role in marketing, but I, I think it's bigger than marketing.
0: Mm. Well, with that said, then we it sounds like we both agree that for sure, CX and marketing need to work well together. Absolutely. So you talk about unified engagement. Mm -hmm. And I see all over Varen's website about this unified engagement. What does that mean? Yeah. All right. So when you
1: engage with your customers, whether it's an interaction that you have, it might be getting feedback on an experience that they've had. The unified word is so important because today, your customers have this it's it's a pretty broad choice of how they communicate with you. The explosion of channels that we've had, the you know, where they want to interact. And so you have to be able to meet them on their channel of choice. It might be a messaging app, it might be a call into the contact center. And at the same time, as you're, I'll say, catching that interaction or having that interaction you have to have a, a view of that full experience. It's not enough to just know how they've interacted with the contact center or interacted via messaging. You've got to have a, a unified view of that experience. And the hard part about that is, is, is that when all these systems are put into place to help with customer experience and customer engagement, they're often put into place independently. And so you, you know maybe not meaning to, but companies tend to create a lot of silos of customer engagement data and so pulling that data together creating that better understanding that broader understanding of the customer is hard but it's essential and so that's when we talk about you know you need a unified engagement approach you need to be able to support your customers meet them on the channel of their choice If they want to switch channels, you've got to be there with them and help them do that. And you've got to have the understanding behind every interaction of that full relationship. Hmm.
0: So are you talking about, per se, the voice of the customer, what they're saying and the feedback and aggregating that across the different channels? Is it more than that or is that really what you're speaking of.
1: It's, it's it, I, I would call it more than that because it's definitely understanding the voice of the customer, the feedback that they may give you. But it's also about managing the actual workforce that is supporting that customer and engaging with that customer. Do they have the right tools and technology? Mm-hmm. Can you coach them in the moment with that customer? Which I think is so cool, this idea that it used to be you You've had you would have an interaction, send a survey, hope to get that feedback, and and then you could you could figure out how you might improve. And and, and today with technology, you're having that interaction, and in the moment, um, there, are speech technologies, text technologies, analytics that help you understand not just what that customer is saying or what they're typing, but is their voice raised? Are they agitated? How, how do you coach that agent potentially to treat them differently or or give them an article that might help them solve this mm. customer's problem? And I, so it's really not just waiting for their feedback, but actually managing those interactions as
0: they happen. Mm. Technology, we know, is advancing at the speed of light, maybe even faster. <laughs> It's a little scary because there's this metaverse that's happening. I I, I look at my son the other day. And he's wearing these goggles and oh, <laughs> this yeah. other I universe that he's <laughs> yeah. in now. And we have artificial intelligence and Internet of Things and all the stuff. Do you believe that it's good to enhance customer experience? Can... Or are we going to lose the human touch? How do you, how do you balance? Yeah, I,
1: yeah, and we crave that human interaction, especially coming out of the pandemic. Hopefully, and you know, it, it's so important to have that that personalization. And and I don't think it's a question of do we lose that with technology being part of it. I believe technology enables the humanness, the empathy, the understanding. As part of that um, interaction and that engagement that you have with a brand, so when you're when you're interacting with a brand, the fact that they do have that data behind them so that they can understand what that experience has been like to date, what interactions you've had, and then also just reducing time to serve when you think about the potential our workforces, it's rough right now. And I I know that you talk about employee experience and customer experience both and the great resignation and people have a hard time keeping everything a full staff and recruiting. And, And so how you manage that workforce and the efficiency of that workforce is so important. And so you can use technology to augment your workforce to do things that maybe don't require that human touch, but also if you have the right types of bots, they can mimic and support things in a very personalized way to help you with that human interaction. So I, I think I think technology actually gives a workforce and a brand an ability to expand their resources that so that they provide a better experience and even a more human one. Mm.
0: So given the show is doing CX right, is there an example where you would say someone listening, let's say they're sort of new to the CX world, what's an example? How can they actually start to unify the engagement approach and and really be able to apply the tools, the technology, to gain a competitive advantage, yeah, um, I think the
1: one of the first things uh, is understanding what exists in your organization today, because, and we've we've done this at Barant, um, internally for ourselves, but certainly with our clients, really understanding. What are those silos? Where am I interaction uh, interacting with a customer? What does their journey look like? How do they typically interact with us? Because I think just starting with the what of the journey today, where people are interacting, where that data is stored, then you start this roadmap is gonna start to emerge of, okay, I can unify this, I can connect this, this makes more sense. And um, it's not an overnight process to, you know, it's 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 the long game that you're playing. In many many cases, but I think starting with understanding and 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 the, what's happening internally, and then start listening externally. Most companies have data that they have been gathering, um, even if it's incomplete. It still gives you a starting point to better understand the experience you believe you know that your customers are telling you about. You need to use the data you have as a starting point.
0: Mm. I love that you brought up before around silos, but from a different perspective than how I'm usually talking about it. So I speak about silos living in a corporate world for for most of my career, where I see silos of people not really blending. Mm. Everybody has their own department goals but you bring up today about data silos and systems that are not all talking to each other i love that is that what Varen's really
1: solving for yeah it's it's one of the things but but you're right like this it's such a big problem for companies where you think about all of these pockets of data how do you connect them? And the reason it's so important to bring that data together comes back to well, it comes AI, right? The better amount, like the more data you have, the better connected your data is. Use you have real life customer engagement data that you can use to train your AI models, so that you can you can learn faster, get insights faster, drive more. And, and so that data is really at the core of a lot of companies' issues when they. If you can break it out of those silos, bring it together into a data hub and really unlock the value. And it's not just data from from variance systems. There's customer data in your CRM and your HCM. How, how do you bring that together, HCM with your employee data, but bring it together to really drive the insights you need, drive some decision velocity around how you stay agile and make change to improve that experience?
0: Mm-hmm hmm Is there a company that you believe is doing it really well? Whether you're speaking from a professional standpoint or you as a consumer of a brand that you actually feel it?
1: Yeah, I think there are a lot of companies that are doing a great job with CX. There are plenty of companies that can improve. We saw so many... It was really obvious who had made the investments from a tech perspective when we saw the pandemic hit, how quickly people were able to pivot to shift to digital channels to get it right. MasterCard was one that we watched and were really impressed with. You know, they had to roll a global set of call centers home in a matter of hours. They had to keep all their responses going and being uh, able to answer questions quickly. And, And they've just done a great job, not only with that transition, but they've really done a nice job onboarding agents, Training them up using both voice and digital channels. They've done a great job getting to those customers, quickly serving those customers, answering that call within seconds. You know, it's been really impressive to watch them and mm-hmm. how they've transitioned, certainly from a pandemic perspective, but more broadly evolved from a digital perspective too when it comes to customer experience.
0: Mm-hmm. I. Would love your opinion on an experience. I had an online channel where I had a bot. And Mm -hmm. and that's, I know, becoming very common for customer service. You start with a bot, a chat. And then I got Mm -hmm. connected to a live person. Great. I continue to ask my question. The person couldn't answer. And so then they transferred me to somebody else in the in the internet space. And then they asked me to repeat my questions. That's not a good experience. What's your take on that? Why did that happen? Is it technology or is it human training? It could be either. but
1: But you just demonstrated the importance of what we were talking about with these data silos and this transition and smoothly moving someone from bot to assisted service and then even being able to escalate them further in that assisted service path and the the need to transfer any data, the interaction, what's already been collected. And so each time you're speaking with a new person or, or with a bot, it's a smarter, deeper conversation is what you want. And it feels like that, Didn't happen, but that that that's the goal, right? And I, I, you know, you're right. Most interactions, a lot of them today, are starting with that bot. How smart is your bot? Think about the level of um, how you're forming an opinion of a brand from a bot. And I think people, when they implement a bot or IVA, intelligent virtual assistant, they um, don't discount how much of a it's it's your front line with a lot of interactions and. Is it AI powered? Is it really smooth and easy to work with? And then can I easily move it into those escalation paths like you were trying to do to get your answer right?
0: Yeah, I felt so frustrated. And and that's the point of what we do because yeah. it doesn't matter that I love the product. It doesn't matter that it was easy to buy. It's, I can't get help. <laughs> that can break the relationship. that sticks with you, right? Yeah, it can. Measuring customer experience. NPS, very traditional. CSAT, Mm -hmm. very common. Do you believe in this digital world we live in? Are those metrics going to continue or do you see something more coming or happening?
1: I, I think there's more that you can do. I think they're great indicators if your customer will respond and provide you that impact or that input. I think it's interesting. We use, um, we use a loyalty index where we look at those factors, but we look at things like ease of doing business, which also factors into mm-hmm. our, our loyalty index. But again, that's dependent on that customer responding to your survey and providing that feedback. And I th- I think there's an argument to be made or, or or looking ahead, like how do you how do you gather feedback or greater understanding without having to ask your customer? Um, uh, how do you use AI or analytics to drive that understanding? So, you know, if my customer is on a website and they're trying to get something done and they're frustrated and then I see them and they switch channels and have to call in because they couldn't finish it effectively on the digital site, being able to just use digital like analytics and understand where are they struggling and then improving that without them ever providing feedback to me, I can still use analytics to drive a better experience. Same thing on the voice channels, text channels, evaluating those calls, evaluating those interactions, and then gleaning out frustrations or categories where... Maybe they're calling in and they're telling you that they've had a digital failure or they're they're frustrated with something they tried to do. If you start seeing that as a pattern, feeding that back to the digital team and improving that experience. So I think NPS sees good measurements, but there's also a lot you can glean from other ways of, of you can gather insights differently too that aren't dependent on your customer providing a response to a survey
0: hmm Well, we're coming to the end. I'm going to ask you final questions. One is, if I had a ton of CEOs and entrepreneurs and leaders in my room right now, what's the one takeaway, the one advice you would have for them listening? Just one. Uh,
1: <laughs> I think for me, it would be to lead with empathy I think in today's environment, whether they're leading and thinking about their employees or their customer, you know, taking a moment, putting themselves themselves in the customer shoes, the employees' shoes, being able to think about it from a different perspective and leading with empathy to me is 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 important. And um it leads to just a, a greater experience for customers, for employees if they're able to do that.
0: Mm. I love that, and a fun question: If you could go back in time, based on what you know now, that you didn't know at your twenty-year-old self, what would you tell younger Celia? <laughs>
1: it's been a while. Um, God, I say enjoy it. Like I have been fortunate, personally and professionally, with. My family and, and the roles I've been able to take from a career perspective and just God, enjoy the ride, right? Like it just is I I don't think I'd change anything, but just to sit back and enjoy it as it as it
0: comes along is, is, is what I'd say. Mm. Enjoy the ride. I love that. And I'm gonna throw one more at you. As a woman leader making a difference, what is the best advice? that you've either received or given to other leaders, men or women, but just as a leader, what's the best advice?
1: I think as a leader, uh, as a woman, passing it on, I guess is what I would say. Like I, coming up through my career, had just amazing women that advocated for me, um, were mentors for me, you know, just, really pushed opportunities um when I wasn't in the room and, and and it it made a difference and and told me when I you know could improve right like it wasn't all you know do this it was really just beneficial to me to have people that who I knew were already crazy busy balancing families and their their professional careers to take the time to provide guidance and so i think as a a leader taking that time like mentoring people you know giving people an opportunity to maybe step out of their comfort zone and and pushing them to 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 move things forward and and do more i, I think is really important
0: i agree and in the end a happy valued included employee yes. leads to a more satisfied customer. They are so linked. So I, I really believe what you're saying and I hope others are really going to apply this advice. Great. So as a uh, conclusion here, where can people find you, learn more about you and connect as I know that they will want to?
1: Oh, great. Yeah, I mean, LinkedIn is where I tend to spend most of my time from a, a, a social channel perspective. And I'd, I'd, I'd welcome an invitation there
0: and interaction. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being here today as a leader of a big organization, making an impact and your leadership advice. And I know that people are gonna get a lot of value from this episode. So thank you. Stay safe. and.